0: Some say he's a technical whiz, some say he was born in Cornwall, while some say that he's on a journey, it's the journey, and here's your host, David Hackett!
1: it's time for another journey and this time we join in a guest that contacted me well he will tell you himself as well but he tried to contact me when i originally joined the app where we all communicate as podcast hosts and guests and that was matchmaker.fm and no, that's not plugged by very but i am plugging it matchmaker.fm if you want to do a podcast and interview with people and he is Brendan and I would let him say his surname. He's a founder of Master Talk, which I'm a subscriber on YouTube of. He started to help the help the world master the art of public speaking and communications. He helps purpose driven entrepreneurs achieve their milestones in life and master that their, their message. Welcome, Brendan, and I let you say your surname because I know I'll screw up. Totally.
0: <laughs> You're all good, David. It's Kumar Simon. It's great to be on.
1: Okay. So I don't know how much you've read about myself, like I've read about you, but and even watched on YouTube. But from what I understand, you like promoting self belief in people. I believe you like helping people by motivating them. Is that always been. The case so let's go back to the days where you thought I want to make a difference. Over to you.
0: Yeah, for sure, David. Actually, for me, it was very recent. So most most of my tens, let's say from the ages of ten to twenty two, my focus was to support my own family. I wasn't really focused on the world. I wanted to be an accountant, so I went to business school, and that's how I learned how to communicate ideas and get the job that ultimately got me out of poverty. So that was most of my focus. But what had happened was while I was in college, I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports for nerds, David. While the guys my age are playing like football or baseball, I was one of those guys. I did presentations competitively. And that's how I learned how to speak. And I accidentally, David, developed a gift and how to help other people and how to communicate. Because when I was in these competition programs, mostly for free back then, I just loved teaching other people how to communicate. So when I fi- when I was secure financially, I said, "Okay, well, is is there more I can do for the world the more I can do for life?" And that's when the idea for Master Talk came. So I started making free communication tips for the world, and eventually turned into my full time passion and 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 my my life essentially
1: so you started off very very basically like you said and only reason i applaud that because i'm 39 and i never really thought about doing podcasts yeah i did interviews i've done radio media work before but i never thought i would go into the world of podcasting yes i've edited four podcasts but I never thought I'd be talking to people about their journey. So, like you probably hear, everyone has a journey in life, and I assume that's the case where you out people, where you give the master talk, because you know everyone's at different stage in their life, like on their journey.
0: Absolutely, David. I love I love the way you phrase that. I I completely agree. You know, there, there's two parts of that. There's one is the communication journey, and the other one's the life journey. So let's start with the communication one. The communication one just means, regardless of where we are in our lives, communication plays a role in how we lead a more fulfilling one. Because it's not just about getting sales or growing our business or getting the next job promotion. It's about the way we talk to our families, right? It's about the way we raise our children. It's about the way we make new friends, order food at a restaurant, and make the waiter feel like they're the most important person in the world. That's what communication is for. And there's different stages. Like some people take it really seriously. They want to become presidents of countries. And other people, it's more about, hey, I just want to treat the people around me better so that I'm setting a great example for my community. But then there's the life journey, right? And what I've always believed, David, is that as Tony Robbins says, you know, your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask yourself about life. So for me, it's always been about asking myself hard questions. Like if you could only achieve three things in your life, What would you want those three things to be? And that really adds more clarity to your own journey and helps you find out what you're supposed to do with your life.
1: Yeah, because I believe, and that's why I called it the journey. Everyone has a journey, whether it is, like you said, a personal one or one that is, you know, helping other people. And I believe I reached a stage in my life where I wanted to help other people. And that's why I also go by the ethos of amuse, educate, inspire I forgot the other words. I got to look on my notes where I got it. I got.
0: (laughs) You should read those every
1: morning. It should be ingrained in who you are, David. They are, but it's because it's, it's... you see why I like it. I usually amuse, educate, inspire, observe, and understand. Hmm. And weirdly, I used, you know, five vowels there. I never used any other letter. I just used the A-E-I-O-U. Now, I use that because it's not every day you use a catchphrase using five vowels. (laughs) Usually it's catch on or you drive people. You don't, you know, observe. You don't understand. You know, you just use the other principles. So I wanted to be unique. And from my perspective of I've seen your YouTube videos, That is how you are. And people will see as well, because I'll put the link in the description, but people will see that you are driven to help them believe better in themselves.
0: Thanks for that, David. Absolutely. You know, I feel that success is three parts. This is how I view the world. The first part of success is to make a decision to find your gift, even if you don't know what the gift is. You probably have no clue what the gift is, but you make a decision that you'll find it someday. Like for me, when I was younger, I didn't know that I was supposed to be a communication coach and a YouTuber on community. Like who would have thought, isn't that weird? (laughs) 22 year old kid starting a YouTube channel on communication just makes no sense, right? Where other guys my age are probably like making prank videos on YouTube or music videos. So that's the one thing, David, I would say, find the gift. If you don't know what it is yet, embark on that journey. Ask yourself a hard question every day. That's the first part of success. The second part of success is once we find the gift, cultivate it. Spend the time cultivating that gift so that you can help as many people as possible. Whether that gift is to be the best mother in the world, whether that gift is to be a great gardener, whether that gift is to be a an amazing podcast host, whether that goal is to, you know, be in space, it doesn't matter find it cultivate it. but there's also a third part of success that i feel a lot of people don't focus on and the third part of success david that i believe in is to create space for other people to find their gift so that means once you find your gift and you help other people and you enrich yourself from it and you enrich other people the third piece is creating the space the conversation so that other people can find their gift too and that's really where i'm entering in my life where i'm going to stage three pretty rapidly early in my life where i want to not just make money as a communication coach but i also want to share resources so 100 years after i'm dead people can still use that to share their voice with the world whether they can afford a coach or not
1: and that's what i do as well with the blog you know i started it 10 years ago because I write an online blog which I also will put description below but I write a blog and I started it 10 years ago on a principle at the time it seemed like just me rambling on about random stuff and 10 years on I got like nearly a quarter of a million read you know views on it because I wow. was because I was helping people feel inspired and I believe that people need to be inspired. I, need, I feel like people need to be driven. It's like, um, example, you know, you could know someone who likes artwork. It's about driving that person to pursue it because they could be downcast and say, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I believe they can do it. And I want them to do it, for example, and I want them to follow their passion and I want them to feel strong. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. I love that. And it's a really inspiring mission, too. It's it's all about how do we really bring our gift into other people's lives? And if we can do that, I think we're going to create something really powerful.
1: And that's what I believe people respect you, love you and want to be part of because That's what makes you feel good then, because you can't just say, "Okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. But when you see him actually do it, it makes you smile to see that you've made that difference, I believe
0: absolutely I, and i appreciate you saying that you know that's what that's what i found and that was a realization in my life too because i wasn't always like this you know five years ago my focus was really making money that's it you know i didn't come from much my parents were factory workers so for me getting a job on wall street getting a job in a consulting firm that was the goal like why should i ever be a business owner why should i ever create videos for people it didn't make any sense to me yeah but, you know, what I realized, David, was one thing, a couple of things. One, you don't need a lot of money to, to actually be successful. Like, uh, I thought you needed, like, a million bucks a year. You actually just need, like, 70 grand or 75 grand, <laughs> and you're fine. That's that's uh, the first thing. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, jump in.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, so if these targets, they seem big and scary. So you say about these little, you know, Wall Street, yeah, it's a dream, and when you're talking about doing what we're doing and, yeah, it's a small percentage compared to a million or a billion dollars or even pounds, you know, wherever you are, it just seems trivial, <laughs> but that's what makes the difference, I believe.
0: Absolutely, David. And and I definitely, I definitely agree with what you're saying is that's one piece, but I think the other piece that I feel a lot of people are missing is that time is actually way more valuable than your money because your 20s, you can never buy it back. Your 30s, you can never buy it back. thing with your 40s, you just can't go back. And that really changes the way that we spend our time. Like a lot of us, when we look at our bank accounts or when we look at how much money we're spending, if we spend one thing, we'll always think about it. Oh, should we? But we don't even bring that same level of excellence with our time. Because it's always running out. Mm. And that's really the challenge is when we realize that time is actually severely limited, what happens is it changes the way that we spend it. We get a lot more serious about asking ourselves harder questions, like the one I mentioned. I'll give you a couple of other ones. If you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? If I could retire you today, what would you do for the rest of your life? Mm. Time-wise. A lot of people don't know the answer to that question, David. And then the third one that I got from Devon Bandison is what's a goal or a dream that you secretly gave up on and never told anyone about. So what that does is it really allows you to ask the hard questions. And I just did that a thousand times. And that's why I have the clarity of someone who's already passed away.
1: Yeah. So I'm going into modern times because I mean, I know this is still modern how you started, but in nowadays society, do you think people are more understanding about what they want, or do you think they are still there is still the element of people playing ignorant to it?
0: It's a fascinating question, David. Here's what I will say I, I think the access to information is a lot better now. So, for example, with me, I think the reason I became, I don't even know if woke is the right term, but I guess trained in personal development, even if I didn't have any money back then, was because of a podcast like this. Because when I I got started, you know, I started listening to podcasts probably in 2015, 16. That was probably when I was just getting started. And I was listening to Lewis House's podcast that was all free. Right. So the resources are available. So I definitely believe there's more people who are going to take advantage of it. But do I think it's a massive delta? Uh, probably not. I, I think, uh, I think the, the number one force that drives our decisions is survival, not necessarily happiness. That's what our brain is wired to do. And if everyone in our peer group, the people around us, just want to get a car, go to university, get married, go into debt, do all those things, we will do those things just to fit in the tribe just to fit into the people around us Mm. whereas what it takes which is i believe a small percentage of people have which i hope more which i i hope more people do eventually is the ability to say no 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 my need for happiness is actually more important than my need for survival because i live in a society where it's actually pretty easy to survive unlike you know millions of years ago
1: yeah so i truly believe that because like you know, as well, podcasts back when you started listening and I started listening in 2004. Podcasts have advanced as well, where you can actually say it's like an audiobook, a book where you can listen to people talk. And it's no longer the concept of little pieces pieced together. It's like mini brands, building up so that's where I believe my journey is with the podcast you look at my early podcast and see my early YouTube videos they were very basic because I used mm. a very basic setup and now I'm using a computer I've got earphones on which you can't see because of a great effect behind me but and a proper mic which I used to use for the you know similar to when I was in the radio but I believe that Podcasts will get better and better over the years to inspire people, to help people get driven. And because podcasts are the in thing, people will use that resource more so. Agreed.
0: I agreed. I would say the same is true with YouTube channels as well. Mm. That's why that's why I focused a lot of my attention on YouTube. Because it's really one of those places where the the culture values that status symbol. So more people will watch and consume your content based on the number that you have on your account. So that's why I put all my attention on YouTube in the early days of my content creation journey.
1: Yeah, so going forward into the next five, 10 years, and you say pretty much, you know how your goals are, where would you want to be seen as progressed or progressing?
0: For sure, for sure, David. You know, my my end game is I believe the next Elon Musk is a seven-year-old girl who can't afford a communication coach. So what happened when Dale Carnegie was alive is he was a savant in communication, public speaking, but he wasn't born in the right time period of history. Like, there's no there's no Dale Carnegie speech. Like, I don't know what he sounds like. I don't think any of us do. Whereas now I get to live in a world where I have a huge head start in my expertise. And I, I can I can create information through a medium where people can actually listen to my voice and hear me speak so they can get the, the results that they're looking for in their life. So for me, the the ultimate goal is, is I'll explain it through a story. It, it was about this TikTok I was watching the other day, and it was about how Taylor Swift won this award called Woman of the Year by a music company called Billboard. And she stands up on that stage and it's 2014. She looks at the crowd and goes, Your future woman of the year is 11 years old right now. She's in choir. She's learning how to sing, and we need to take care of her. And then what happens is six years go by. It's like 2020, David. And Billie Eilish wins woman of the year. She's like the youngest person ever to win it. She's like 17 years old. She gets up on that stage. She rambles through the whole thing. What's up, guys? I don't know how I made it. And then the last scene really changes my life. She goes to the crowd and says, when I was 11 years old, right, I watched Taylor Swift's speech and I had big dreams to be in choir and I wanted to be a singer and you all took care of me. So thank you. And that really shocked me because I, th- I thought to myself, Dave, wait a second. nobody's doing that for the seven year old girl in Cambodia because the next Elon, we have no idea who that person mm. is. And I just felt that if I could be the person to create all these free resources for the world, all of them would grow up to be great speakers and the human race would advance at lightning speed.
1: Yeah, and the imprint that you left as a person will be forever lasting to say that person made a difference to me. I, I like that. So to sum up, because obviously I like to sometimes keep it long, keep it short, depending on subject, but to sum up, and we have covered all bases, so that's why we are summing up. To sum up, what would you say to anyone now that would make that difference going into the new year because obviously as this is recorded we're going into 2023
0: yeah i would say for difference in general david the wealth is really in the quality of the questions that you ask yourself about life so the only tip i have left to close on is my favorite one which is be insane or be the same if you want to be like everyone else that's totally fine But we need to realize that the people who do crazy things with their life are often crazy people. Don't you find it odd, David, that I started a YouTube channel at the age of 22 in my mother's basement with no money in my pocket, a bachelor's degree in accounting, a crooked left arm, couldn't even speak English language, I mean the French language for a long time because I spoke my whole life in a second one, yet I thought I could pull it off. And then the year after I started coaching CEOs of massive companies, yet, I still live in my mother's basement. I'm really scared to drive. I can karaoke in eight different languages. I dance alone in my mother's basement an hour a day. And I'm in the top 1% of listeners on Spotify for Justin Bieber. How does any of this make any sense at all, David? David. And that my friend is the entire point. When every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that it should which is you you're probably making the right decision so be insane or be the same would be my thought
1: Brendan it's been a pleasure talking to you and thank you for being part of the journey today
0: pleasure was mine thank you That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.